Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the Staff Story Podcast, where we bring you stories from across the group, wherever you are. I'm extremely excited about our first episode and guest today because this is a big one. When we were thinking about Staff Story Podcasts, we thought who best to start with rather than the CEO himself, George Bungwa, aka GGM. Thank you for accepting to be on this podcast and welcome. Thank you very much, Charity, and uh, you know for welcoming me to this. I'm, I'm really uh, honored to, to be here, and uh, I'm pleased to share the stories with the rest of the staff here. Okay, that's great. Thank you. And we also have Desmond Rao. Welcome, Desmond. Thank you, Charity. Happy to be here. All right, let's get into it. Uh, so, George, many people assume that you've been here since 1946, when the company was first founded, but then... Is that really when you joined? And then what was it actually like back then? 1946, you mean? Uh, do I look that old, really? Charity? <laughs> no, you do uh, not. Anyway, <laughs> I, I joined in 1996, uh, and that is uh, 50 years after the company was, was started. Uh, actually, I missed uh, the 50th anniversary celebrations by Whiskers, because I joined in September, 1st of September, 1996, and I could hear people talking about the, the just uh, celebrated 50th anniversary, which happened in May, the same year. I, I joined DNS from a company called Lono Africa Internal Audit, uh, where I had been for one and a half years after working with Deloitte. Uh, Deloitte, uh, I joined Deloitte in 1990, uh, uh, February 1990. I started working there as an external auditor and I was there for five years. Uh, of course, uh, many people know Deloitte is still there uh, even today. I joined when it was Deloitte, Haskins, and Sales. Uh, many people will not have heard that. It has changed several. It became Deloitte with a dot, uh, Deloitte and Pooch, uh, all those. And then I so I, I left that farm to go into London, Africa. And I, I, I'm sure that not many of the people listening today We'll have, we'll have memories about London, Africa, because much as it was a big conglomerate with, I think it was present in over 180 countries at that time, it was present in all over Africa and uh, with big subsidiaries, a lot of uh, companies we see today in Kenya still were part of it, but the company went down in, in, in Africa. Uh, it's still, you know, some of the businesses are still running, but they are owned by different people. So what happened is that I moved from the, uh, Deloitte and uh, of course, after a few months, I realized that I have jumped onto a ship that wasn't, uh, to be polite, sailing very well. Uh, and I had to make some changes. Uh, I had to make some changes. I had a young family at that time. Uh, we just had uh, our firstborn. Uh, I think it, it was one year old. Uh, and I realized uh, here, <laughs> things are not working. Uh, I, I was in internal audit and they started selling the company. So I would go to audit a company and then the people there are asking me, what are you doing here? Because this company has been sold. Why, why, what are you auditing here? So I, I was looking for a smaller company. I said uh, to my wife, look, I want to move to a smaller company. These big companies are too you know, unpredictable. I came here just a few months ago. Now I hear it is being sold and all that. So that is how I ended up uh, joining the Davidson Chartrip. And I, I remember actually when I applied, I was working just uh, very close to our head office here at Toyota. I was doing an audit at Toyota. So I even just walked to come to the interview. 
yeah, at head office. <laughs> and within a few days, I got the call from uh, from the chairman, and uh, yes, I was asked to come in. Uh, when I joined the, the company, we had uh, only 100 staff about or, or just uh, thereabout. And uh, now we have a 1,000 staff in the company. We had three locations only, as I've said earlier. And now we have got 93 locations. Uh, we, are, we were starting just the first, uh, you know, entering a new country at that time. Uh, in fact, I remember that in my interview, that was one of the discussions because the chairman was outlining his intentions and ambitions to grow the company across the, the East African region. And now we have uh, 12 countries, at least 10 of them are, are active. Uh, we are actively trading and with the great dreams of uh, covering the, the whole of Africa, painting Africa blue. Uh, you know, we've moved from the area of um, immediate neighborhood which is easier to enter that is uh, the east african area we have got now drc and um, of course zambia came in quite a, a while back but we've also ventured now into the western africa so what i can say is in those years the, the company has really grown there have been quite a, a huge uh, transformation and uh, of course the people also who have been working in the company have have grown i would say uh, as uh, of course when i joined i was a much younger guy now uh, I see, you know, charity things I joined in 1946, <laughs> but that is what happens. Yeah, I think uh, that is uh, where I can answer your question there, charity. <laughs> That's a good one, George, and thank you for just taking us down memory lane. And rumor has it that there's a point in your life that you worked in NYS. Is that true or false? <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, that is a good uh, joke, uh, Desmond. Uh, I actually didn't work in the NYS. But I passed through the NYS uh, as part of uh, the pre-university uh, program. Uh, as, as those who will have heard about uh, the former president Moy, there's a time he he required all the people joining university to to pass through, uh, you know, the NYS. What it was, I think, three months of national youth service. So we didn't do much in in the NYS really. Uh, we didn't do much service as it were, <laughs> but the, the way we served the nation there was by learning some military skills of uh, marching and drills and by planting the, the, the flowers in the flower garden in the morning and uprooting them in the evening and planting them again the following day. Uh, those sort of activities, uh, but you know, discipline, physical fitness. So we, we woke up very early. You, you actually had uh, we worked like 16 or 18 hours in that place because you wow. always slept very late and woke up very early or were woken up very early. You didn't actually wake up. You woke up, you got out of bed, but you were still asleep somehow because it was not possible to sleep or wake up. Yeah, so I, I, I passed through there. Uh, yeah. It was a very good experience. Uh, I think that the practice, the program did not last long. Uh, what happened is, I think two years after my experience there, the, the groups that went there had, uh, there was a big riot and a fight between the, the students mm -hmm. and the, the army, the, the guys from the army barracks. And so they were brought in, uh, the army was brought in and a lot of uh, students were actually beaten, they were crippled and injured and the president said no more of that. So that, that lasted, uh, yeah, it lasted quite short. So it's, it's, but you know, what I'm seeing now is that uh, after afterwards, you reflect some of the things might look useless in your life. 
as a matter of fact, when we were there, I remember we kept on asking, why are we here? This has nothing to do with university. Uh, what are we doing here? Uh, marching and you know, doing the military formations and, and what have you. But uh, we, I must say we learned something from it. I learned something from it. Uh, there is, you know, the endurance. I think that this was a, a real endurance test. I must tell you, those three months were like five years or even longer. I mean, you really wanted them, wanted them to end because life was not very easy. Uh, but, you know, that's how it is in everything you do. Uh, you always find that whatever task you have to accomplish, it's, you know, it's demanding. If you are really committed to it, it's demanding on you yeah. and you've got to sort of uh, tune up your mind and say, uh, much as this looks difficult, uh, I am going to finish it. And so I, I'm very pleased to have uh, gone through that. And so um, that's it. Yeah. That's so interesting, George. Thank you for just taking us through that. And as you talk about the challenges, so you transition on, you come into DNS, you first work with finance, and then you take on IT, which was not really within your path. And now you've progressed further and you're not only working with finance and IT, which were within your forte, you have to work across all the divisions and all the countries. And we've not talked about mastering the product manual, right? Because conventionally, yeah. we know people have come from the engineering side. So if you reflect back, what are some of the challenges that you've experienced in your career in DNS and what stood out for you as you went through with the preparation that NYS gave you? Yeah, I think, you know, actually the endurance skills, uh, which, you know, NYS helped me to sort of polish, have been very useful. Uh, even in my career, I would say, even uh, in my qualification as an accountant, you know, there were times really, the thing was, the thing was quite uh, a heavy thing to push. Eh? But then I would say, it must be done. You know, give yourself a deadline and then uh, work towards that deadline. So even in the DNS, you see, I have enjoyed the journey. Uh, I know uh, you say IT, that I'm not an IT person, but actually I love systems. Uh, I enjoy systems because I, I enjoy creating, you know, creating solutions, uh, you know, looking at a problem and then working with the people who are who have the knowledge uh, you know that I may not have, uh, and sometimes even adding value to those discussions by asking what sometimes may look like stupid questions. Uh, so one of the things I have learned is to ask questions. That's I right. think as a leader, I don't have to be an expert in everything. Yes, yeah, right. If I can just know the right questions to ask, then the team will be able to 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 move on. So even now, what I'm doing. Uh, I don't have to, even the, you know, I, the products, you say I'm learning the product is so difficult to learn. That page is 300 and more pages. It will take me years if I have to master all those. But do I need to? Uh, I doubt that, you know, they, they, everybody, you know, even in the, the selling force, the sales force, that they must have each and every page or they need to. Sometimes the information is there and if you need it, you need to know how to find it right. uh, when you need it. And so it's about uh, the the value of information and the value of relationships that we have, uh, I think, in the company comes from knowing how to ask the right questions. And also, uh, when you are asking questions, knowing how to discern a, a, an answer that may not be plausible <laughs> and dig deeper and asking another question to strengthen that answer to get it uh, to get right. So well, uh, that's what you, you probably already be aware of this moment. Uh, I 
mostly work by asking questions uh, and because there are many things I don't know. So I just have to ask. And then when you tell me the answer, I, I put it into my machine and then another question maybe comes up or I understand the, the situation. And uh, I enjoy, really enjoy doing that because by asking the questions and getting answers and being asked questions as well, uh, in the areas that are um, comfortable and knowledgeable in and, and uh, feeding that feedback to other people and them challenging me to strengthen the answer or to question my thinking, mm -hmm. then we work out and come up with a solution. And that, that is the, the joy that I see in this. So I am not in the straight waters, as you say, because the key thing, uh, the calling I have is to work with people, yeah. uh, people who have very different capabilities, but all those capabilities added together are what the company needs to move mm. where we, we are supposed to, to go. So we need the technician, we need the engineers, we need the, uh, the marketing people, we need everybody, the HR, uh, even the security people, we need them. Uh, so we, we make a team by bringing all these skills together and creating an environment in which that exchange of uh, information, the exchange of questions and answers can happen in a healthy way so that we can now uh, develop solutions to give our customers what they need from us. Okay. That's actually quite interesting. And I believe asking yourself questions helps you grow, which actually brings us into the next question, which is what new things have you learned about yourself this year? apart from the fact that you have some pretty interesting stories for everything. <laughs> yes, I do uh, tell stories um, and uh, that's the way I communicate. I communicate by giving examples, uh, by stories of things I have experienced before, maybe things I have read before. Uh, what I have seen uh, about myself is just how malleable I can be if I, if I adopt the right attitude. Uh, that nothing has to go in a in a straight line, uh, you know. It's flexibility. I I really uh, have enjoyed that bit because you know being able to work with people to me is the biggest achievement that I can have. Uh, knowing that I am I am limited. Uh, I know that that disagrees with our Kipchoge statement that no no person is limited. <laughs> but what I'm saying is teamwork. You know, uh, mm -hmm. you know when we are uh, working as a team, uh, we can do better. Even I think if you looked at the if you watch the Kipchoge race, he wasn't alone. Yeah. He was in a team. Yeah. There were some guys helping him to to keep the pace and shield him from the wind. Mm. So much as he said, no man is limited. Without those guys. Uh, he would not have been able to do yeah. that uh, one, one, 159. Eh? Yeah. Uh, so I think you know, I, I've learned that the malleability, and it's very, very important because I need to be able to expand into the spaces that get uh, availed to me by, mm. by life. If you are so fixed uh, and too solid, you can't do that. You are sort of you know stuck into a certain way of thinking. So the, the key uh, thing I keep asking myself after every engagement and every exchange is that trying to evaluate that exchange, how did it go? Mm. Uh, am I very happy with how it went? Uh, if I was to do it again, how would I do it better so that the outcome for me and for the other person can be better than uh, what we, we might have achieved? So when I have good outcome from the exchanges, I feel so, so, so nice. If, I, if we end up in a, an exchange where 
uh, I can see very clearly that the other party is, is not feeling, you know, feeling short change is not a win-win. That doesn't excite me a lot because it's it means that I still have something to work on uh, to get a win-win uh, solution, which is there. So that has been a key thing. Uh, I have looked at myself in the past as, as a person who who would not work well with people. That's the way I judge myself. But uh, you know what I see on the ground, uh, it 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 has reassured me. Uh, it has reassured me. I, I see that I am able to to create some good relationships and even to improve uh, where I see the relationship not working well. I have been able to to learn. So I think the key thing I have learned. Let me just summarize: is that I I want to learn. I want to continue learning. I want to continue improving myself uh, because I at no time can I claim that I'm a perfect person. Uh, just that continuous learning, continuous challenging myself to get uh, new knowledge and uh, learn to do things better. I think that's that's the key thing and the benefit of that as well. Uh, I, I would say the biggest challenge I have I've met in uh, in doing this this work that uh, we've been we've been doing together is the, the hacking experience, you know, what we went through in 2020. And uh, even that- That was that, George. Yeah? That was that, that was the, the, it's the, the time I felt most vulnerable and uh, most desperate. And uh, and then also I felt the, the uh, very high sense of uh, accountability and, and responsibility uh, because everybody was, you know, all eyes were looking at me and, and asking, so what, you know, are we going to have this data back? How, what are we after this? So I still reflect on that as a time when my, even my stability, you know, my emotional stability was very, very much challenged. And the ability to come out of that, working with the team, uh, not to panic and not to blame each other, yeah. uh, but to just get ideas from everyone and work out a solution out of that i think it was great yeah yeah maybe to, that's a very interesting i remember that incident and yeah, i remember we were in it together so uh, maybe i'm privileged to have watched you in your moment of panic you know <laughs> but as they say whatever the situation don't panic i think that was you and trying to run the show but then one interesting thing i also observed when we will do big projects and i think even with finance and we'll do the budgets you'll be with the team up to very late in the night or with the migration teams, what was the whole story? Is it, were you trying to escape from home and get a good reason? What, what, how, how? <laughs> oh dear, trying to escape, yeah. Uh, if that was my way of escaping, I would be very desperate, Desmond, because migrations don't happen quite often. Eh? <laughs> they come after so many years. Uh, but let me tell you, uh, you as a leader, I have realized you've got to really be able to assess uh, the you know the intensity of the task at hand eh? how how much uh, even as you as i have delegated you know there are many people participating in the team and in some some of those projects that we were doing uh, together with the teams you know some of them you were involved in and uh, i'm you know i'm using that opportunity to develop other people who can actually learn, uh, run, run with that uh, task in in, in future, uh, and that is a great opportunity. Mm. So it would be very sad if I leave uh, them doing that, uh, you know, uh, just slogging the whole night, 
And then I come the next morning to ask them, uh, how did it go? Uh, and then to find that perhaps they, there were some mistakes and I, you know, I was not even available to ask the, the questions. Uh, even at that time of the changeover, uh, I don't know whether you remember, but the key thing was to ask questions. Where have we any challenges, you know? Uh, because that kept, kept the, the team focused. Uh, and also, you know, this is a big project. We've started, it's uh, three years, uh, a three-year project. And this is the time, it's like the baby is being delivered. I know. Uh, I will tell you, Desmond, even uh, for three of my daughters, when the delivery is happening, I am there. I was there. Physically. You have experience. I, I was there in the room to see. So in the same way, these projects, I am there to just see everything the way it has gone. Uh, if there is a disaster, I am part of it. If there is a success, I am part of it. And that, to me, uh, feels so nice. So when we do the high fives in the morning, no. And knowing that we don't have to spend another sleepless night now, we have changed over successfully, mm. and our users can come and work in a new system. It was such, you know, uh, that's a massive thing. To, you know, it's worth celebrating with the with the feast. Eh? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think that's that's so powerful, actually. And now speaking on that um, um situation of hacking, what advice would you give to staff members dealing with challenging situations, not particularly that one situation, but any that they go through? I think, uh, first of all, I would uh, encourage uh, our people, all, all our people to embrace uh, uh, lifelong learning, you know, to embrace learning. Uh, and there are different ways uh, you know, to learn. There are people who learn by, you know, reading, uh, others by listening, others by watching, uh, all sorts of uh, avenues are there. Uh, you know, get successful strategies from other people. Look at other people, observe and ask questions. Uh, you know, if you have a challenging situation, most likely you are not the first one to go through that sort of thing. There is some somebody uh, who may have gone through it and has come out and is able to tell you, actually, it's not as big as you think. There's one, two or three things uh, that you can do. The trouble is when we are not willing to share uh, this, when we are not willing to ask, and then you, you just let the pressure build, within you, uh, that becomes quite a, a, a big issue. So I, you know, everybody has a network, you know, we've got some core, core people. Uh, and I, I'm always very happy if somebody comes to me and says, I have this challenge. Uh, sometimes I may not have the solution, mm -hmm. but the fact that they actually do that, they, many times the people will come uh, and they also come up with a solution themselves. So. For you, you are just a person, a place to bounce off the idea, uh, and then they, they they feel refreshed because of saying it. And this, as you are discussing, then you find actually the solution comes from the same from the same person. So if you do have a challenging institution, first of all, don't give up. Uh, I think get determined. You know, just get that desire to to see an accomplishment eh? okay. uh, because. If you if you sort of lose hope, then of course uh, you won't achieve it. Uh, determine and uh, you know ask yourself, can I just pull together the energy? What do I need? Give yourself the mental uh, the mental power you know, to 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 conquer because that if most of the things we achieve is because we believe actually that, that we can achieve them. And then we get determined and we are able to put uh, down the work that is needed. 
If you don't believe that you can do it, uh, I can guarantee you, you will not do it. Uh, so there are many issues that people go through. Uh, and uh, the thing is to know you are not the only one. You are not the first one. Uh, learn. Uh, sometimes I go to Google and search, you know, sometimes maybe a solution uh, uh, is just there on Google. There are many people sharing their stories also online, and they will tell you this is how to overcome certain things. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Judge, for just sharing that um, inspiring bit and what other people can pick up from that. And I remember once uh, you mentioned in, a, in one of the many stories, but this was a story where you are the main character. As a young schoolboy going to Strathmore, and you told yeah. me there's a place you used to walk from Junction, and for those who don't know, I'll say Junction to Strathmore. And when I check on Google Maps, it said about four kilometers. And you, there was this um, man who would give you a lift. In fact, there was a story around how he came to give you a lift, <laughs> and and religiously take you to school every day until one day you are done with school. And I remember you saying, well, did you say that you never talked? It was an interesting story. But I can imagine those are very humble roots, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you can recap the story. I must have left out or massacred the story. You yeah, can recap yeah. the story. But then yeah. what, what would your words be from such a humble background? And did it ever cross to you one day you'll be the one maybe who has to give a lift, you know? You know, there are those cars which you climb into, you know? <laughs> Well, yeah. if you look back, what goes through your mind? Yeah, no, actually, the, that story, Desmond, is very, very moving uh, because, you know, I, I just walking the same the same road every morning. Uh, in the evening, I used to use the, the, the buses and go around town. It was quite a complex place to get to, you know, Strathmore, from where I lived. So there are many other guys crossing over from Kenya Science to Strathmore on foot. Uh, because, you know, going through town, then you still have to walk another distance. So the Matatu, you know, the, the vehicles, yeah. public vehicles were not available up to the school at that time. So that's the, what I chose. Uh, and then one morning, a guy just stops, uh, and I, I wonder, you know, what he's going to ask me. And then he asked me, where do you go? Because I see you headed this way every morning. And when I told him, he said, be waiting for me at, at a certain place. And, and so he used to pick me from that place and drop me outside the college every morning. And he did that for a number of months. Uh, the only thing is that the guy was, was uh, the most uncheerful person, basically. <laughs> I tried to chat him up and, you know, you know, even I didn't even know his name. He didn't know my name. Uh, and we just kept on riding uh, together. Uh, in the morning, he would come. I find me at the stage, would stop, I get in, and that's it. Uh, we reached, he dropped me, and we only spoke on the last day. Uh, when I now told him, look, I, I have found a job, so from now, you will not be finding me at the, at the stage. At uh, that point, I was, um, that's when I got the, 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 the placement at uh, Deloitte. And so, he was, that is the time I saw his smile up to here. <laughs> he was so happy to hear that I have found a, a job. Yeah. And he he blessed me and all that. And I, I had some little money. I, it was 50 bob at that time. It was quite a lot of money. So I pulled out my the 50 bob note and I gave him, and, you know, the smile again. So that's the only time we chatted. Uh, I'm telling it in a lot of details, but it was quite moving. Uh, yeah. In fact, I felt, you know, some some tears coming out because I was, you know, asking myself, who is this guy and why did he do that? And I, of course, he told me that was not his car. 
he was actually uh, somebody's driver who used to go and drop uh, students uh, at book house or somewhere else. And so he would he would help me <laughs> with the car. Uh, so, and I, what I learned from that, I think actually it, that was part of my experience in Strathmore. Uh, my experience in Strathmore had uh, two angles. One, charity. Mm. And, and number two, excellence. Because it is in Strathmore where I really was able to focus on myself and my productivity and uh, my endurance. Remember that endurance we talked about? Mm, that's right. And, and excel in my performance there. Uh, of course, that enabled me to get even the placement uh, to, to Deloitte. And also, even in, in my course of uh, studying at Strathmore, I, I managed to get a scholarship, which I only used for one month. Because after one month, then I got the placement. All right. And then my employer took over the, the, the scholarship. Right. Uh, so I learned about excellence and charity at Strathmore. And because not of charity, that... Never. Oh, yeah, not charity name, but oh, okay, okay. about charity, the, the issue of giving, you know, giving yeah. to others. And this guy, the one you, you talked about, Desmond, was part of that. Wow. You know, you know teaching me about uh, valuing other people and actually reaching out to them. If, if you feel that there's something, yeah, some value you can add, and actually voluntarily even doing that without expecting anything uh, in return. Just doing it for the for the joy of doing it, that is what the way I define the, the charity. So I picked that from there, and there there are now several things I do. Uh, that's one of my values, uh, you know, charity. I have three values of life, life here uh, on earth, and even life after. I want to enjoy those two lives, and then the other one is excellence, and the other one is charity. It's a triangle. Uh, that's my triangle of my life, which I, I, I would like to pursue. Uh, particularly the charity side, I, I'm, I'm very much interested in that because at the end of the day, I, I also, also look at uh, the, the possessions, the material uh, possessions that we have and uh, what, the, what is the meaning of, what is their meaning? How much do you need as, as, a, as a human being, uh, you know, especially if there are others who are, who are, who are not as endowed as yourself. So charity is really important to me and uh, excellence is also, and I think I talk about it a lot. Yeah, Those I picked. So that story, uh, this how it fits into my life. It's very, very important. Eh? It's, it's quite inspiring, interesting. And you don't know how many you inspired, you know, this morning, there are kids yeah. who are normally by the road somewhere as we drive, this morning I was driving. My wife initially told me, let's stop and carry them. I was like, what do you mean? And then I remembered, George, one of them will be George in how many years? <laughs> now I generously stop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just by sharing your story, and this is what the platform is all about, you get to inspire other people. And who knows, maybe someday someone will be looking for the guy who is to just stop and give us a leave. So thank you for sharing. Charity, yeah. now over to Charity, who works in DNS. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing that, George. And actually, we're going deeper into your background. And we did some research, some FBI research, and found out that one of your children works in Amazon. So when you compare notes between D&S and Amazon, how do we compare? 
Yeah, I would say, uh, first of all, your, your research is right. Yeah, the, the, I've got uh, four daughters and uh, my second born uh, is, is called Christine. She's the one that uh, yeah, completed her mechanical engineering degree last year. And now she, she joined um, uh, Amazon as an, what they call engineering manager. So she is actually, she joined in as a manager uh, and her, her subordinates include 4,500 robots <laughs> and, and a team of engineers who look after those robots. Uh, she is in the Bristol uh, warehouse. They call it uh, the, the fulfillment center uh, in Bristol. That's where she is uh, responsible for a, a big team of, uh, of robots and also a team of engineers who her job basically is to manage how uh, if the robots are not working calling them to, to base and then managing. Uh, they are very, very closely monitored, she tells me, uh, because the robot downtime is a, is a key performance indicator. You know, you've got, if it is not working, it has to be returned to work within uh, certain standards. And that's how you are, you are measured. So it's quite a, a, a tough job. I think comparing Dave's and Chartrip and Amazon, I would say, uh, David, and Goria, uh, let me just call it, call it like that. Eh? I hope we that are Goliath, right? Sort of, yeah? We are Goliath, definitely. Yeah, you can just place yourself. But just to give you a sort of a, a, a perspective on this, the, the number of staff uh, Amazon has, uh, you know, they have 1.6 million staff uh, across the world. That's 1.3 million are working in the fulfillment centers and 300,000 wow. are in the corporate offices. So now we have a thousand staff. So I, I actually did the maths and it means in terms of staffing, Amazon is 1600 times uh, DNS. Uh, their turnover, I looked at their turnover as well, uh, it's $510 billion. That is 2022. $510 billion, we are doing uh, $100 million. Uh, So again, you know, that's 5,000 5, um, uh, 5, times. Uh, but uh, we do have similarities as well. You know, we may differ in the size, but we do have similarities. First of all, we are progressive, both uh, we are progressive companies. I think in our areas, uh, Amazon is doing well, of course, they have grown you know, uh, in their area as a platform and they have many product uh, and services offering uh, for, for, the, for the world. And the same as DNS, you know, we've got our, our platform mm -hmm. and then we now we are developing our own, even our digital platform. So I, I actually would like to say that we can actually also be the Amazon of Africa. Wow. If we do it, uh, you know, this, uh, what we are doing uh, completely well, we can be able to be a sort of a similar animal, you know, for uh, a similar uh, solution provider and service provider for the people of Africa. Now, uh, you hear their turnover is $510 billion about. Uh, sadly, you know, they also have a similar, similar, some of the problems we might have, or even bigger. Uh, last year, they made a loss of $2.7 billion. Wow, really? Out of the, out of the, all that money, all that income. So they do have the same challenges that, you know, uh, corporates like us have of managing uh, costs, managing profitability, 
is not that when they are bigger, they are exempted from those issues. Eh? Uh, actually, it was the first time, uh, you know, in quite a number of years they have been, they did well during the COVID time, and that is part of the problem, because they established, uh, they increased a lot of investment, established some additional capacity, uh, thinking that COVID would last much longer, uh, but COVID went and left them with a much higher level of overheads, and now they are challenged. Other issues I can say is that uh, they also... You know, DNS, you know, we could be better. We are we are better uh, than them in some areas. Our communication, you know, what I hear from her, the communication in such an environment, such a big place, is is much more complex. Eh? Yeah. So you know, the way we communicate with our staff, you know, is is much easier. Uh, and so each, I would like to bet that each of our staff is much more informed in terms of how the company is going and uh, you know uh, up to date with the strategy and uh, everything than or you know uh, than amazon would be so yeah you can be different in size but it there's uh, you know uh, benefits of, of where we are uh, and we are we are growing we are a growing company i think we are well we are we are well led just like they are uh, of course, we don't take it from them. It's a big, big uh, achievement that they have they have made. But I think there's also much room for us to grow in Africa. Yeah, wow. that's Quite. true. Because I feel yes. like Davis and Shetley would definitely get to David category if we're talking about David Goliath. Because um, we now have the group shared service, and I think we're doing much better than Amazon in that arena. So definitely. Mm. Thank you. All right, nice. And as we close out now. Everything good's gonna come to an end. But just before we do that, we must acknowledge that you are the patron of the Staff Stories Initiative, an idea that you brought out and sold appeared a bit strange, but now it's gaining quite a bit of traction. I think we're even struggling in terms of keeping up with the articles we have to edit. And it's amazing. There are so many um, stories to be told across. What inspired this whole thing? And what would you say out to anyone who would have a story or what, what would you love to see in terms of a vision? for Staff Stories Initiative. Okay, well, thanks Desmond. And I, I think uh, I, I really uh, am passionate about the, the Stories uh, platform. Huh? As you know, I've been you know trying to work with you very closely to see how we can get it more, uh, more lively and uh, to get more participation uh, from staff and uh, see more value from it. I think I have told you the story uh, about it. Uh, one day, the, one of my first days as CEO, and I was walking through the workshop, uh, the fabrication workshop, and I met Mohammed of the water treatment, running, literally, you know, running through the workshop and panting. And I stopped him and I said, why are you running? This is not uh, good in the workshop. And he, told, he couldn't even tell the story properly because he was you know, panting. I said, no, no, I've just, I just done it. I've achieved this thing. And he has just solved a problem that he was trying to solve for, you know, for quite some time, for I think a, a week or so. And uh, he was making, an, I think, an ozonation, uh, an ozonator equipment, trying to assemble it. He had some challenges and now he had just cracked the problem. So he was running uh, to, to the office to call his colleagues to come and see. I don't know whether he trusted that it would last long. Why was he running so fast? <laughs> Maybe before it disappears or something. But yeah, he was running to call the guys to come and uh, actually see that he has got a solution. 
So I thought that is a story. And then, you know, I've, as you know, I've been doing the one-on-one -on -one call, uh, call uh, as well, speaking to various individuals and also visiting the, the branches. And every time uh, we are discussing with, the, with different people, all I see are just good stories. You know, there's quite so many good stories. So people will tell you of some good experience they have had in a project or working with a customer or just a, a creative way in which they have sorted out a certain problem within their team. And so I just feel that we need a platform in DNS where those sort of experiences can be shared. Because, you know, if you don't share it when it is still hot, it then disappears. It is no longer, uh, you know, as important for you. Uh, but sharing that can actually uh, leapfrog. It can help right. other people uh, who are at a certain level below or struggling with the same problem <laughs> that you are struggling with to to get you know much um, get over their issues much sooner. So I I'm really looking at this uh, stories platform. You know that I'm I'm looking uh, at it as a very important resource uh, that if we uh, embrace it all of us, and mm -hmm. share experiences that we can share. Um, within time, we'll have a place where even the new people that we recruit can come and actually, uh, by looking at the stories, they first of all, understand our culture of creativity, our culture of developing each other, and even uh, our culture of solving problems. And sometimes the story will actually be a solution to mm -hmm. some problem that somebody has. And we do have very varied experiences because of our site work, Engagement, no. designing solutions, and right. working with different customers. I think it is a wonderful opportunity. So if we can create that, you know, get it uh, moving and get it to acquire the, the life that it needs, I think it will add value to to us now and also to the generations that will come in after us. Wow! Thank you for sharing all the inspiring bits. And now we get. And now I understand the passion behind it and why you always on my case when Desmond that tap is running dry you know but yeah. I can assure you this and after this I know there will be such an influx of more people wanting to share such moments thank you for joining us on this incredible journey into the life of our amazing CEO we hope you found inspiration laughter and a sense of belonging don't forget to subscribe to Stop Story Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts from and stay tuned for more incredible stories from across the group. Until next time.